Have you ever wondered why some businesses fail while others thrive? Are you wondering what resources you should use to build and launch a widely profitable business? The answer to that question is this podcast. When you combine the right knowledge, strategies, and resources, you can create and launch an impactful business. Although there are multiple businesses getting started daily, very few, if any, are profitable. How can you make a smooth transition? My mission is to simplify business building so that you can maximize your efforts. With today's demand on your attention, there are over 8,000 options to help you start a business. So where should you start? I have personally used and learned several of these processes and systems to simplify selling my own services online. In this podcast, I will share the best strategies with you. Building relationships, adding value to your customer, and serving people will take you further than solely posting on social media. Looking for likes is not an effective business strategy. If you are a real, creative, impact-driven entrepreneur that desires to learn the business strategies required to create and launch a wildly profitable business required in today's market, welcome. Keep listening as we share the strategy, processes, and systems we learn that work and don't work. Be sure to download your free Profitable Business Strategy Blueprint at ProfitableBusinessStrategy.com. I am your host, Christian R. Martinez, and you are listening to Profitable Business Strategies. All right. Uh, Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Profitable Business Strategy. Today, we have a powerful, uh, epic session for you guys. Today, I get to interview one of uh, the people that I get to call friends. Uh, She's a mentor, and her name is Deb and Gino. And uh, Deb, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day. Um, uh, Welcome to the Profitable Business Strategy podcast. Thanks, Christian. I'm excited to be here with you and your audience today. Awesome. Awesome. Um, So um, I want to get right into it and I wanted to ask you a few questions. So um, for this audience, because they don't know who Deb and Gino is, which they've probably been under a rock or just not part of an amazing organization like the one that you're a part of. um, Tell us a little bit about you. Well, I would say that so I'm a New York City girl born and bred. I still live in New York, but now I'm in the suburbs. So it's a little bit more civil. My husband and I have been married 43 years. I'm a mom. I'm a grandma. But most importantly, I am a leader who's looking to add value to people just like you. And that's why I said yes to be on your podcast, because I think you're pretty stinking amazing. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Well, I am humbled by your kind words and um, I appreciate you taking the time, like I said before, to join the podcast. So uh, one of the things that we've had um, several conversations over the years is, um, you know, having a servant's heart, Mm -hmm. having a, a great mindset when it comes to leading and just you know, doing things for the right reasons. So um, in this episode, what I wanted to do is maybe talk a little bit about um, just that, like what does it take to be a good leader and, and the heart that it requires? Yeah, such a good question. Because if you think about leadership, I look at it, there are three important foundational pieces. The first is the mindset. So what's the mindset we're going into leadership with? Are we looking to be the person who is gonna stick to it and be really consistent, right? We have that discipline. The second is heart. Are we the person that's willing to be vulnerable and allow our humanity to show through so people can relate to us? And the third is execution or action. Are we the person who's, now we've got the mindset, we've got the heart, but are we really gonna take action? 
Oh man, that's really, really good. And um, I feel like I'm gonna unpack a lot of this. Um, so uh, one of the things that you talked about is, is the heart and being vulnerable. Mm. And one of the things that I think um, most people struggle with, um, something that you, you talked about at the very beginning when you did your introduction is being married for 43 years. And for me, one of the reasons I started this podcast was because um, I was struggling with what I saw in the entrepreneurial space, in the yes. business building space where a lot of people struggle. So if, if you don't mind, tell me, um, you know, what is your, your thought process behind having the right heart when it comes to running a business? Like, what, what, how, have, how have you been able to do it, you know, 43 years yeah. and have a good business? Great question. You know, it's interesting. One of the things that's so important, my husband and I, first of all, we're wired very differently. Mm -hmm. So I'm a risk taker. He's risk averse, okay. right? Now, my husband, who I call the saint... Um, actually runs a school for special needs children and he is a cleaning and maintenance company because you, you, you're in this special needs area because you have a heart to serve kids. I was a corporate person for a lot of years and only 11 years ago started my own business. When I went to my husband, I said, hey, honey, I have a great idea. I'm going to give up a multiple six-figure income to start a company where I have zero. <laughs> To a risk-averse person, he was like, what? <laughs> Don't do it. What are you telling me you're going to do? And the more we talked about it, we talked about values. What do we really value? What's important to us as a family, as a couple? And for me, it was I needed to have an opportunity where I could be more flexible in my time so I could serve my husband, our daughter, and now as a Gigi to our grandson, and, and, and our, and our son-in-law, I wanted to be somebody who could say yes to projects when I, it served my values and say no to projects that did not serve my values. So for us, values became a very important part of our discussion right off the bat, Christian, mm -hmm. because when our values, when we identify where our values really were, it made my prioritizing and my, what do, what do I say yes to and what do I say no to much, much easier. Mm. Wow, that's that's powerful. And I think I think about something that you were saying. You said that um, you know, being able to um do the things that you love, you know, aligning with your values and it made it easier to say yes and no. So let's let's go into that a little bit. Um one of the things that I really enjoy um when it comes to entrepreneurship is the flexibility. Yes. And um, you know, uh, but I think sometimes people lose sight of that. Um, whether it's the money or um, or a perk or whatever that is. Um, can you tell me, um, in, in your mind, um, maybe being a little bit vulnerable, um, is there anything that you think that you struggled with when, it's, when it came to, to like serving with your heart? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, it's funny. I, I can tell you vividly that in times when I have to be away from my family, I always have this choice to make is this serving my values overall? Mm. And is this aligned with my family's values? In the beginning, the answer was yes and no. That it was serving what I thought was important, but for my husband who's risk averse and really likes for me to be at home with him, mm. it felt like a little conflict. And the more we talked about it and he saw that when I was in my element serving what I felt was my God calling or purpose, that I came alive mm. and he knew that that's something he should not step in the way of. I think a lot of times as entrepreneurs, 
oftentimes we expect those that love us to love our purpose. But for my husband in particular, he had to understand my purpose mm. before he could embrace it. So uh, for those of you who are entrepreneurs out there, don't, don't discount those people who you love and who love you and think they will never be on my team. They're <laughs> never gonna be my supporters. I will tell you, they can be your best supporters. Yeah, I, I love the fact that you said that because um, in one of the previous episodes, one of the things that I talked about, um, if you get a chance, please go back and listen to it, is um, uh, I, I literally said, can you explain it to your spouse as if they were a fifth grader? Yes. And the reason I say that is because sometimes we, we get so like wound up in the technicality. Maybe we start talking leadership or start talking something and we lose our, our spouse's attention because maybe it's not something that they're, you know, um, in tune with. So the fact that you said that, like, you know, just knowing that they, I, I, I guess the way that I would put it is that they want to see you win. Yes. Is, oh my goodness. <laughs> and I can tell you there was an event I was speaking at early on in my entrepreneurship and I was still working a corporate job. So I had this side gig trying to build an <laughs> entrepreneurship, right? Yeah. And I was working a bazillion hours a week <laughs> and taking a lot of time away from my family. And I had this workshop to do. And I said to my husband, oh my gosh, I, I'm, I'm struggling. I'm trying to find somebody who can help me for the back of the room. Like somebody who can be there to welcome people when they come in and then answer their questions afterwards. And he's like, well, if you just tell me what to do, I'll, I'll go there for you. I'm like, really? You will? <laughs> and he had never heard me speak before. He'd never been part of my business, if you will, before. Meanwhile, I was part of his part-time gig forever. I was doing his invoicing, you know. So it didn't feel equitable to me, but I never pushed the issue. Mm -hmm. He came and he saw me speak. And literally, I, watching him from the back of the room, so this is audience and me on stage, and I see my husband in the back of the room. And there's tears streaming down his face. Mm. And I was like, ah, oh, he sees it, he gets <laughs> it, he feels it. Mm. So the event was over, he was on the back of the room, he was taking care of people. We're on the drive home, we get in the car, and he says to me, honey, keep doing what you're doing. Oh man, that's, you know, I, I'm getting goosebumps thinking about what you just said. Um, I think the first time my wife heard me speak, um, she said, if you don't do anything else, you need to keep doing what you're uh, doing. Yes. And, and you know, that's what such a, a reward, rewarding feeling. I mean, and, and I think that's what we all want. Like we all want not only to be valued, but to at times to just be acknowledged that, you know, you're, you're, you're walking in your purpose. Yes. But here's the thing, Christian, we have to earn our heart yes. space in with our spouse or our partner mm. and our family. We can't demand it. If I would have demanded True. my husband to be my supporter, I would have had a good soldier. Mm but not necessarily a good heart partner in wow. what my purpose was. When he experienced it and he saw the difference it was making for people in the audience, oh my goodness, his heart was now totally aligned with what I was doing. Mm. And I earned my way. I earned my heart space mm. so that his, his heart and my heart understood what my purpose was. Oh, that's good. And you know, that leads into to one of the things that I, that I love to focus on uh, when it comes to building this podcast, um, one of the things that I like to do is I really want to be intentional about building my audience. I want to make sure that they're successful, that even if this was the only episode that they ever listened to, 
that they got some tremendous value out of it. And so um, as, as we talked about having the heart space in your, in your spouse's heart, you know, versus trying to force them to like yeah. your business or, or be part of it, right? Demand. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. you got to follow me, right? right. This, is, uh, right. this is what we're doing. Um, one of the things that I, that I wanted to ask you is, so you, you, you were in corporate, you went into the entrepreneurship space. What is something that you would um, want to share with the audience that would help them not only have the right mindset, because we talked about having the right mindset, having the right heart, and then um, taking action, right? Because yep. if you don't take action, nothing happens. But how do they remain profitable when starting from the ground up like you did? Oof, good question. <laughs> so it's funny. I was a bootstrapper, mm-hmm. right? So I was like, I'm going to do as much stuff as I could on my own mm-hmm. so I didn't have to pay anybody else to do stuff <laughs> for me, right? That worked to a point. But then when I was working a 40-hour job plus, and I was traveling internationally quite a bit during that job, and trying to build a business, I was like, I, I can't be sane and still do all this stuff. So I started to barter. Mm. I bartered with a, a gal from church mm. initially, and I said, hey, you're looking to learn some skills. I am looking for some support. How about we barter? I'll coach you into your skills, and maybe you can um, help support me. Huge advantage, mm-hmm. huge. The other thing I noticed was that oftentimes as entrepreneurs, we expect that we can do it all and we can do it all perfectly. I have very limited strengths. Mm-hmm. The couple I have are maximizing, right? But the things that I'm not good at, I'll use an example, detailing. Detailing is not my natural strength. I can focus on it, but like a shark, my eyes kind of glaze, you know, glaze over in the back of my head. Every time I have to look at an Excel spreadsheet, I want to cry, <laughs> right? But I have on my team somebody now who is a rock star in that piece. So one of the things as entrepreneurs, we have to be really cognizant. If you wanna build the business while you're still employed, like many of us have done, then that means you have to be willing to have other people come on board with you. Maybe it's a barter situation, Mm -hmm. maybe it's a paid role, Mm -hmm. right? But you have to have the support of other people or else you're gonna be so drowning in what needs to be done detail-wise day to day, you're gonna lose the big picture of your real purpose. Oh man, that, that is so, so good. Um, it reminds me of a quote from uh, um, John Maxwell where he says, you can go fast by yourself, but mm. you can go further with a team. Absolutely. Um, and, and I love that because um, again, uh, on one of the previous episodes, one of the things that I talked about is doing what you do best, staying in your sweet spot, but then allowing people to come alongside you that want to see you win. Yes. Uh, because there's so many people that want to help you, want to serve you, um, but maybe they don't know. Maybe they're not aware of the, ser- the, the services that you need. So just the fact that you're able to, one, and, and you gave us a, a very good strategy. You can barter services. So um, for, for, for me, um, I didn't know what bartering was um, mm-hmm. originally. And so I had to go look it up. Somebody was like, hey, you need to barter services. And so that's literally us exchanging services. Exactly. I do something for you. You do something for me. Exactly. And it's a win-win. And there's um, no money being exchanged. No money being exchanged. Yeah. But, but the value that comes from that, because now I'm in my area of strength, you're in your area of strength, yes. and we're helping each other out. Um, or, like you're saying, depending on where you are, if you wanted to pay, you can you know, hire somebody to do that role. But again, I think if you're going to hire somebody, one of the best ways to do it is kind of like how you started. Give them an assessment so you know yes. where the areas of strengths are. Yes. Identify where, where they, 
they will where thrive they shine. and yeah. where they shine. And that's mm. the other thing, Christian. I'm so glad you brought that up because a lot of times people just hire just somebody who say yes, or they'll have their you know teenage child do stuff for them or their spouse. If they're not wired that way, we're putting an undue expectation on them, which does nothing but sort of deteriorate our ability to you know, sort of serve each other heart to heart. Absolutely. But when we really look at how somebody's wired, and like my husband is great at relating to other people. Uh, me, not so much. Mm. Like he's really gifted. We go to a cocktail party and everybody's like, oh, did you meet Greg and Gino? What a great guy. <laughs> And they're like, I know, he's so great. Like, who is that lady with him? Oh, that was his wife, Deb. Like, okay. <laughs> no. Uh, no, I'm, just, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. The guy is gifted in relationships. <laughs> and it's not like this fake thing. It's just who he is from the heart, right? So a lot of times we have to look at who can we have help serve us in our business in such a way that we can bring the full force of both of our strengths together. And you're exactly right, Christian. As an entrepreneur, when we use certain assessment tools like you have access mm -hmm. to, it provides insight into that person. The other thing the assessment tool doesn't show is what are their values. If their values are aligned with my values, mm -hmm. it's a win. The people that are on my team today, their values are family, faith, and service. Mm. Totally in line with yeah. mine. Perfect, perfect. That is so awesome. So um, as we bring this uh, this episode to a close, I just want to uh, thank Deb for taking the time out of her day. Um, really powerful. If you listen to this, you probably need to listen to it twice. I know I will um, because this is amazing stuff. So today we talked about um, having the right mindset, having the right heart, and taking action. We also talked about um, a few things that you want to make sure that you do in your business, whether it's bartering services, whether it's um, hiring out the right position. But if you go to hire... Make sure you know who you're hiring. Make sure you, they have the right values and they align with who you are. If you, um, uh, if you be so kind to like this episode, give us a, a comment. We would love it and love to hear from you. Give us some feedback. Hey guys, I get it. Starting a business can be hard, but it doesn't have to be. Most people overcomplicate the process. With there being over 8,000 options to help you start and grow your business, how do you know where to start? More importantly, how do you ensure you're profitable? Profitable Business Strategy is dedicated to providing you those simple processes and systems. Use a few of my favorite systems for yourself by downloading your free PDF called Profitable Business Blueprint at ProfitableBusinessStrategy.com. I will show you a five-step framework to get clarity and move you forward in your business. Whether you're selling something physical or digital, if you're working business to business, business to customer, it is free and how I get clarity on what I'm doing in my business. Just go download the Profitable Business Strategy PDF at ProfitableBusinessStrategy.com.